The media lie about systemic police racism. The White House, the media, and LeBron James target a police officer for shooting a black teenager who is trying to stab another black teenager. And the Biden administration cracks down on police departments. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. Today's show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. I protect my data with VPN, so should you. Visit expressvpn.com slash Ben. Well, we begin today with the simple fact that for many in the media, for virtually the entire Democratic Party, the police are the enemy. The police are the bad guys. The police are systemically racist. And every incident of police violence in America that involves a white police officer and a black suspect, any incident that goes wrong, or even in which the police do their duty, all of those incidents are just emblematic of systemic police racism. This is a point that I made with regard to the Derek Chauvin trial. Whatever you think about Chauvin, whether you think that he was guilty of second and third degree murder and manslaughter, which is sort of odd since second and third degree murder have different elements. But even if you believe that he was guilty of all of the elements of all of those murders and all of those charges, even if you believe all of that, there was one charge that Derek Chauvin was convicted of and the entire system was convicted of, and that was systemic American racism. And the argument was entirely circular. Derek Chauvin, there was no evidence shown that he killed George Floyd because George Floyd was black. None. Not an an iota, not a scintilla. The prosecution never even made, made that argument. And yet, Derek Chauvin was used as the perfect example Case A, case 1A, exhibit 1A in the American police are systemically racist argument. And the the idea was that because of people like Derek Chauvin, the American police are systemically racist. Also, we have no evidence that Derek Chauvin was actually a racist. So what that means is that American police being systemically racist, that's why he did this. It's perfectly circular. Derek Chauvin is systemically racist because the system is systemically racist, which is systemically racist because Derek Chauvin is systemically racist. At no point do you actually have to show racism anywhere in here. And that's why the Derek Chauvin story was a national story, of course, because otherwise it's just a local crime story. Otherwise, it's just a story of a cop acting in a brutal way. And that's not a national news story. But the idea from the entire media, from the White House, where the president and co-president spoke the other day, the entire story from the left in this country is that every police department is built along the lines of Derek Chauvin. Systemic racism isn't just part of our policing, it's part of our entire way of life. And this is how you have CBS News featuring the racial grifter Ibram X. Kendi talking about how the Derek Chauvin trial is just indicative of how deeply racist America is. And he says that it's not just Derek Chauvin who is on trial, it was all of America that was on trial. Now, you know what? I can guarantee you that the vast majority of police officers in America are not engaging in this sort of activity in which Derek Chauvin was allegedly engaging. But everyone is guilty. And that's the entire argument. The entire argument is that all of America is guilty. Now, the fact that Ibram X. Kendi is being featured on national news is in and of itself insane, considering that Ibram X. Kendi is an actual tyrant. He has suggested that there be a federal department of anti-racism, an unelected body of people who are capable of striking down any law or regulation, federal, state, or local, that ends with inequality of outcome, which is just fascism. Okay, but Ibram X. Kendi is considered an expert on race for the great reason that he parrots in worse writing the the ideas of Derek Bell and Richard Delgado about critical race theory. And now he is considered a great thought leader. Jack Dorsey donated $10 million to his Center for Anti-Racism, which to date has produced no serious research. So here's Ibram X. Kendi being featured on CBS News and explaining why the Derek Chauvin trial is really about systemic police racism and truly about systemic American racism more broadly. Chauvin is headed to jail, but is America headed to justice? Is justice convicting a police officer or is justice convicting America? 
When tens of millions of Americans after Floyd's murder last year took to the streets of nearly every American town, we were convicting America. Justice is opening the door to an anti-racist future where American fear is endangered, where I no longer live in fear, where Americans no longer live in fear of me. Justice has convicted America. Justice has convicted America, and that's what the entire left wants, and that is why CBS News is featuring Ibram X. Kendi saying this. CBS News, super objective stuff there from CBS News. Pretty incredible. By the way, nobody's afraid of Ibram X. Kendi as a human. I'm afraid of his ideas because his ideas are tyrannical and frightening and horrifying. His ideas are truly terrible. They are garbage, racist ideas. Ibram X. Kendi is a person who has said that discrimination of the past can only be remedied by discrimination today. He is, in fact, a racist. And then he uses that under the guise of, quote unquote, anti-racism in order to push forward these bizarre ideas of equity that involve serious discrimination on the basis of race. Of course, the Biden administration has embraced this wholesale. We know that the Biden administration is attempting to teach Ibram X. Kendi type anti-racist crap in the public schools now. According to National Review, President Biden's Department of Education has signaled its intent to impose the most radical forms of critical race theory on America's schools, very much including the 1619 Project and the so-called anti-racism of Ibram X. Kendi. Biden is obviously co-opting conservatives' interest in reviving traditional U.S. history and civics to deliver its perfect opposite. This is according to Stanley Kurtz writing for National Review. Biden's Department of Education has just released the text of a proposed new rule establishing priorities for grants in American history and civics education programs. That rule gives priority to grant projects that incorporate racially, ethnically, culturally, and linguistically diverse perspectives. The rule goes on to cite and praise the 1619 Project, as well as Kendi, as leading examples of the sorts of ideas the Biden administration wants to spread. Now, there are predictable effects of the critical race theory ideas that are now being fostered in America's public schools, that are being pushed by the media, in making heroes of people and prophets of people like Ibram X. Kendi. And the predictable result is a worse way of life for hundreds of millions of Americans. It is, it is fostering lies about the nature of what America is. It is fostering lies about the nature of America's police. In a second, we're going to go through some of the details about policing in the United States and the argument that America's police are systemically racist. We'll get to that in just one second. First, let us talk about a simple fact. If you're a responsible human being, you need life insurance for your family. It's just that simple. If you have people who are dependent on you, God forbid something should happen to you. They would lose you, but they would also lose your stream of income, and that would make life Really, really difficult. This is why you need life insurance. The best place to get life insurance, policygenius.com. Policy Genius can help you compare top insurers in one place and save 50% or more on life insurance. Once you find your best option, the Policy Genius team will set up your new policy for you and answer any questions you have along the way. And you can feel good knowing your family has financial protection. Getting started is super simple. First, head on over to policygenius.com. In minutes, you can work out how much coverage you need and compare quotes to find your best price. Since their licensed agents work for you, not the insurance companies, there is zero hassle. If you hit any speed bumps during the application process, Policy Genius will take care of everything. That kind of service has earned Policy Genius a five-star rating across thousands of reviews on Trustpilot and Google. The best part? All the benefits of Policy Genius, the comparison tool, the handling of paperwork, the unbiased advice, are totally free to use. Policy Genius can promise you won't leave their website feeling like a fool. You could say 50% or more by comparing life insurance quotes. Feel good knowing that if something happens, your loved ones will be taken care of. Go to policygenius.com to get started. Policy Genius. When it comes to insurance, it's nice and quite important to get it right. Okay, so let's go through some of the facts about policing in the United States of America. There are literally tens and tens and tens of millions of encounters between the police and civilians every year in the United States. And there has yet to be solid evidence that the police are seeking out black men to harm black men. There is just a report that came out from the Department of Justice Bureau of Justice Statistics in 2020 
It found, quote, there is no statistically significant difference by race between how likely people were to commit serious violent crimes and how likely they were to be arrested. In other words, the data suggested that police officers and sheriff's, and sheriff's deputies focus on criminals' actions, not their race. See, one of the things that you'll see very often in the media is they'll say, look how many more black people than white people are arrested. Well, that makes sense if more black people than white people per capita are committing crimes. To, to present those statistics without any underlying information about the reports that are being made about criminal activity is absolutely ridiculous. It's like saying the NBA is unbelievably racist. Look how heavily black the NBA is. And you're like, no, that's just the number of people per capita who are really good at basketball. Okay, to say that the, the racial statistics with regard to crime are irrelevant to the racial statistics with regard to arrest is to be a fool. Right? You're leaving out the chief confound, which is the underlying activity. In other words, if 60% of reports of a particular crime are about black people and 60% of the arrests are of black people, that's not the fault of the cops. If 10% of the reports are about black people and 60% of the arrests are of black people, then it starts to look a lot like systemic racism, obviously. Heather McDonald reported just a couple of years ago, in 2019, police officers fatally shot 1,004 people, most of whom were armed or otherwise dangerous. African-Americans were about a quarter of those killed by cops, a ratio that has remained stable since 2015. That share of black victims is less than what the black crime rate would predict, since police shootings are a function of how often officers encounter armed and violent suspects. In 2018, the latest year for which such data have been published, African-Americans made up 53% of known homicide offenders in the United States and committed about 60% of robberies, though they are 13% of the population. It is true that police officers are 18.5 times more likely to be killed by a black male than an unarmed black male is to be killed by the police. In August 2019, the National Academy of Sciences published research showing there was, quote, no significant evidence of anti-black disparity in the likelihood of being fatally shot by police. And then as soon as Heather McDonald cited that stat, the National Academy of Sciences tried to pull down the actual study. There's a widely publicized study in July of 2016 from Roland Fryer of Harvard University surveying over a thousand police shootings, finding that black suspects are shot less often than white suspects in comparable situations. A deadly force lab study from Washington State University found that the participants were biased in favor of black suspects in simulated threat scenarios. In 2015, the DOJ analyzed the Philadelphia Police Department, found that white officers were actually less likely than black or Hispanic officers to shoot unarmed black suspects. So in other words, this notion that the police are run through with white supremacy is a lie. It is a lie. But because that lie is so common, because it is so crucial to the systemic racism argument, which requires no evidence of actual systemic racism, it just requires that you not understand the phrase. It requires the semantic overload. Because when people on the left say systemic racism, most people just hear racism. They just hear that racists exist. Because here's the game that the left plays. It's a perfect Martin Bailey argument. They'll say systemic racism. You say, okay, I need evidence that the system itself is racist. You have to show me where in the regulations it is racist, or you have to show me where the policies are designed to be racist. And then the left says, no, what we mean by, because you are saying that, that means that you don't understand racism. It means that you are in fact a racist because racism does exist. Are you denying that racism exists? No, I'm not denying that racism exists. Only a fool will deny that racism exists. I am denying that the police pursue procedures that are designed to harm black people more than they are designed to harm white people or Mexican people or people of any other ethnicity. In any case, all of this ties together in the generalized leftist belief that the police are bad. Black Lives Matter is not about black lives. It isn't. They just don't care about certain black lives, period, end of story. The only black lives that Black Lives Matter cares about are ones that are ended by the cops. And it doesn't matter what the circumstances of the death are. This is the proof positive today. So today's big cop shooting story is a cop shooting story out of Columbus, Ohio. The headline from the Washington Post. 
Fatal police shooting of black teenager in Columbus sparks a new outcry. Now, from that headline, you would imagine that there's a black teenager who is walking along the street and a Columbus police officer decided just to gun down that black teenager, right? Fatal police shooting of black teenager in Columbus sparks a new outcry. Here's the actual story. Body camera footage from a Columbus police officer's fatal shooting of a black teenager sparked outcry and protest from local activists, national leaders, and even the White House on Wednesday, as it became the latest in a string of deadly videos documenting the final moments of a person of color killed by law enforcement. Okay, now, as we are about to find out, that is missing, you know, the fact pattern. It's missing the actual facts because nobody in the media gives a bleep about the facts. Nobody on the left, apparently. I'm not talking about liberals. I'm talking about the hard left who are now driving the, the party boat here. No one gives a crap about black lives that are not ended by the cops. They don't care about this. They don't care. If a black person kills another black person, they do not care. In fact, they it's not just that they don't care. They're okay with that so long as it means there are fewer police officers on the street. If there are fewer police officers on the streets and more black people get murdered, this is what they are stumping for. This is what they are actively rooting for, apparently. Because here's what actually happened in this story. Okay, again, it, Watch how far you have to go into this Washington Post piece before you actually get the fact pattern. Okay, paragraph one was all about the evils of this Columbus police officer condemned by national leaders and local activists in the White House. Paragraph two, the death of 16-year-old Makia Bryant, who was shot by Officer Nicholas Reardon on Tuesday during an altercation. During an altercation, guys, it was just an altercation, comes as the nation is undergoing a broad reckoning over police brutality and racism. Her name joins a long and growing list of black people killed by police officers in deadly interactions that have sparked protests and broad calls for justice. Okay, that was paragraph two. Okay, we still don't know the incident. All we know, we've, they're gradually dripping out what actually happened, right? Because when it turns out that you find out what happened, the cop wasn't just right. The cop saved a black girl. Okay, so paragraph one was, it was really bad. Cop shot a black person. White House hated it. Paragraph two was, the de was, was the alterca there was an altercation. That's all we now know. And we know that this person's name has now been added to the list of tragedies in which a black person was shot by a white cop. Okay, wait till... I'll continue with the story in just one second. It's pretty incredible. First, let's talk about a simple fact. You want to feel safe and secure at your house. You want to make sure that your family feels safe and secure at your house. You want to make sure that, you know, whether somebody's dropping off groceries or you just have a friend stopping by, whether you have lots of kids like I do running around the property. You have an eye on them at all times. This is where Ring devices come in. With Ring, you can keep an eye on your home no matter where you are right from your phone. Ring has hassle-free, easy-to-install indoor and outdoor cams. You'll never miss a visitor. You can keep those packages and deliveries safe. With motion detection, you'll get notified even if they don't ring the doorbell. If someone stops by or something is going on, Ring will let you know. There's a special offer on the Ring Welcome Kit at ring.com forward slash Ben. It comes with Ring's Video Doorbell 3 and the Chime Pro. Don't wait. Get a special offer on the Ring Welcome Kit at ring.com slash Ben today. It comes with that Ring Video Doorbell 3 and the Chime Pro. It's the perfect way to start your Ring experience. Head on over to ring.com slash Ben. That is ring.com slash Ben. When my family and I moved from California, terrible place, to Florida, the first thing we did with the Ring devices on our house, we all feel safer. We all feel more secure. And I can keep an eye on my crazy kids who are running around trying to hurt themselves all the time. Go check them out. Ring.com slash Ben for the special offer on the Ring Welcome Kit. Okay, so now we are we are fully two paragraphs into this story and we still don't know the facts surrounding the shooting of Makia Bryant. Paragraph three. In a sign of how effective, those, how effective those protests have been in drawing attention to the issue of police violence, the details of the shooting were swiftly briefed to President Biden, whose administration has pledged to address systemic racism and overhaul policing. Okay, that was paragraph three. You still don't know what the hell happened. Paragraph four. The killing of 16-year-old Makia Bryant by Columbus police is tragic, said White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Okay, paragraph five. 
As Saki was drawing a connection between Brian's killing and the broader trend of disproportionate use of force against minorities by police, officials in Columbus sought to calm tensions by quickly releasing information about the incident. That's paragraph six. I wish to hell it hadn't happened, interim police chief Michael Woods told reporters after releasing the footage and the 911 calls that led officers to respond. Woods said the officer has been with the department since December 2019, has been placed on administrative leave. Okay, that is paragraph seven. You notice that we are now like halfway through the story and you still don't know what the hell happened in this shooting. All you know is that a black girl got shot and a white police officer did the shooting. You still don't know. It takes all the way until paragraph nine before you actually get to the facts of the shooting. Quote, the footage released Wednesday shows a chaotic scene. The officer identified as Reardon arrives during a physical altercation involving several people. Reardon, who is white, can be seen emerging from his vehicle as Bryant appears to chase someone who falls onto the sidewalk. The teen then turns towards someone else wearing a pink sweatsuit and takes a swing at her hand with what appears to be a blade briefly visible in her hand. The officer yells, gets down multiple times before firing four shots at the girl, leaving her sprawled next to a car in the driveway. She had a knife. She just ran at her, one officer says on the footage. Another clip showed officer performing CPR on Bryant. So um, this is a case where a girl was attempting to stab another girl. And this was covered in paragraph nine of the Washington Post story, paragraph nine. NBC News was even worse. NBC News put up the body cam footage. They took out the part with the knife and they took out the part from the 911 call where somebody actually reported that the girl had a knife in the first place. They just cut it out. The media are rooting for the cops to go down. That is all this is. The media are openly rooting for this stuff right now. Here's the edited, here's the edited clip from NBC News. Police body cam video shows Micaiah Bryant's final moments. When a Columbus, Ohio police officer responding to a call gets out of his car and seconds later fatally shoots the 16-year-old girl. Officer Nicholas Reardon, who joined the force in December of 2019, was responding to a 911 call. Video shows Reardon approaching a group of young people in this driveway. It wasn't just NBC News, right? CNN. There are growing questions, according to Wolf Blitzer, about what just happened in Columbus. Growing, well, now, it seems to me that once you know what happened, there actually should be lessening questions, should there not? There should be a decrescendo of questioning, considering that we now know that the cop shot a black girl who was attempting to stab another black girl. But here's the thing. If the cop had never shown up and Makia Bryant had stabbed the other girl to death, nobody would have cared. Nobody would have cared. Nobody in the media, Nobody in Black Lives Matter, not LeBron James, not the White House. They wouldn't have given two dams about that girl's life. How do I know? How do I know? I know that because it did happen, okay, in Cincinnati, Ohio, two days ago. A 13-year-old girl was stabbed to death. A 13-year-old black girl was stabbed to death by another 13-year-old girl. This is not a national news story because no one cares if a black person stabs another black person to death and they're both 13. Nobody cares if the cop had shown up and shot the 13-year-old black girl who's stabbing the other girl. Then it would be a national news story about systemic police racism. Here's a story that actually matters from Cincinnati, Ohio, because it turns out that the homicide statistics in black America are devastating, are crippling. The number of black Americans killed unarmed by the police every year is under 20. The number of black Americans who are killed in homicides every year is thousands upon thousands. I mean, we were talking in the year 2019 alone, about 7,500 black Americans who were killed in homicides. The vast majority of those people were killed by other black people because most crime in America is intraracial. I mean, seriously, this this true absurdity that we are supposed to pay attention only when you when a cop is involved 
demonstrates that this is not about saving black lives, not in the slightest. It's about the reverse. It's about we don't care if more black people get killed so long as we dismantle the cops. It is just anti-cop hatred. Here is this case from Cincinnati. Ain't nobody going to pay attention to this because it was just a 13-year-old black girl whose life mattered also, but not to the media because it wasn't ended by a cop. I held her. I watched her as she died. I watched her held her. All I could do was just hold her. You know, hold her. Devastation, heartache, loss. I tried. I tried to stop the bleeding. Are you devastated by that? Because you should be devastated by that. It turns out that Nayara Givens, which is the name of the girl who was stabbed, you should say her name much more often than you say the name of the girl who was attempting to stab another girl and got shot by the police. Nayara Givens didn't do anything. She was just stabbed to death. But you don't care about that in the media. That's not a national, that's a local crime story. It's not a national news story. It's just amazing. But don't worry, the questions are growing in Columbus. Not in Cincinnati, in Columbus. Here's Wolf Blitzer talking about the growing questions in Columbus. We're also following developments in Columbus, Ohio, where there are now growing questions about the deadly police shooting of 16-year-old African-American Micaiah Bryant. Uh, police are releasing more body camera video that appears to show Bryant wielding a knife and officers uh, warning her several times to get down before she seems to lunge at another girl and police open fire. Okay, the, the, the growing, growing seems to lunge, seems to, not, not lunges. Okay, and, and it was across the media. It was just lying about the case, just lying about it outright. Pretty incredible. MSNBC's Jason Johnson. He misleads about the case too, because that's what he does. The Kia Bryant, a 16-year-old girl in Columbus, Ohio, called the police for help. An officer was on the scene, and in 22 seconds, he shot her dead. An honor roll student who's making TikTok videos on makeup and hair. This hasn't stopped. Oh, it, it was, yeah, just makeup videos. That's all she was doing. Also attempting to stab another girl with a knife. But other than that, the same, the same. The defenses are coming fast and furious from people of Makia Bryant's activities. The TikTok things, again, this is what the media do. They seize on one detail of a particular case and then claim that this has something to do with the case. Right, for Trayvon Martin, it was the the hoodie and the Skittles. And for and for Makia Bryant, it's TikTok videos. That's irrelevant to why the cop shot her. The cop didn't shoot her because she was making TikTok videos. He shot her because she was trying to stab another girl. Okay, and it's across the media. Okay, well, we'll get to more of this in just one second. First, let's talk about the fact you don't really want to be going to the post office today. I mean, why would you want to go to the post office any day? The post office is great, but you don't want to stand in line and schlep all your packages there. Instead, head on over to stamps.com. Stamps.com allows you to mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from your computer. You can send letters, you can ship packages, you can pay a lot less with discounted rates from USPS, UPS, and more. Stamps.com has saved businesses thousands of hours, tons of money. With stamps.com, you get the services of the post office and UPS all in one place. Plus, you get big discounts on mailing and shipping rates. Here at Daily Wire, we've been using Stamps.com since 2017. There's no more wasting our time. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS directly to your computer. Stamps.com, it's a must-have for any business, whether you're a small office sending out invoices or an online seller shipping out orders or even a giant warehouse sending thousands of packages a day, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. Stamps.com saves you time. It saves you money. There's a reason we at Daily Wire use Stamps.com. Stop wasting your time going to the post office. Go to Stamps.com instead. No risk. 
With my promo code Shapiro, you get a special offer. It includes a four-week trial plus free postage and digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Head on over to Stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage. Type in Shapiro. That is Stamps.com. Promo code Shapiro. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. Okay, so the defense is from the media of Makia Bryant's activities and, and the attacks on the cops, which is really what it is much more about. Those are coming fast and furious today. So make no mistake, this is not police. This is not about police officers behaving in ways that violate the law. This is not about Derek Chauvin and whether Derek Chauvin committed manslaughter or second degree murder. This is about police officers just doing their jobs. Okay, I'm just, now I'm going to show you the actual body cam footage. I think it's important that you actually see the body cam footage of what happened in this particular case. Here's the actual body cam footage of what happened in this particular case, because by all the narrative that I've given you to this point, you would think that the cop did something wrong. The cop saved a black girl's life. That's what happened here. But he wasn't supposed to save the black girl's life. He was supposed to let Makia Bryant stab this other girl to death. And then he would have been doing his job, apparently. Because Black Lives Matter does not give a damn about black lives unless it also has to do with dismantling the police. That's the real agenda. Here is the body cam footage. What's going on? Hey, what's going on? Hey, 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 get down, get down, get down, get down. Okay, that girl is coming out. If you, if you screen cap it, what you will see from the body cam footage is Makia Bryant lunging at the other girl with a knife. You can see her do it. I mean, it's horrifying footage. You don't watch. That's a knife in her hand. She has a knife in her hand. She's about to stab this other girl. In fact, the woman who didn't get stabbed this woman who is who's wearing the pink bodysuit, she says later in the body cam footage, she was trying to stab me with a knife. Here she was. She came out at you with a knife yes, earlier? No, she just, that's what the, that's what the police that's did. That lady she, came on the after, floor? she came after me. With so, a knife? Yeah, so, she, so he got her. But that woman whose life was just saved by the cop, her life apparently doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If she'd been stabbed to death right there on the sidewalk, wouldn't matter because Makia Bryant made TikTok videos and the cop is bad because the cop is white and cops are always bad. Michael Eric Dyson of MSNBC said that, you know, the police show more discretion when it's whites wielding machetes. Again, statistically speaking, more whites than blacks are shot by the cops. And according to Professor Mostas at, at John Jay College, police are more likely to shoot a white suspect who is a danger to them than a black suspect. But uh, none of that matters. Here's Michael Eric Dyson lying. The police will not exercise discretion, will not use a reduced sense of engagement to preserve black life. We see constantly, we see videos of white people wielding machetes, chasing police people around. A, a white man with a gun on his seat as the police extract their revolvers from their holsters, pointing them at him, demanding he get out, and he refuses to and takes off, and they don't shoot him. It's unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. I mean, this is, it's, it's not true. Okay, there's a lot of body cam footage. All body cam footage is by its very nature anecdotal because it's a single incident. All we have are data and the data do not back up anything that Michael Eric Dyson is saying right there. None of that matters. The only thing that matters is that the cops suck and they need to be gotten rid of. And if that means more dead black people, the media don't give two dams about it. It's unbelievable. You want to talk about systemic racism? The systemic racism of a media that does not care if thousands of additional black people die every year because the cops aren't there to protect them against people committing criminal acts. The media are responsible for that. The media are pushing that. It's unreal. 
Politicians are pushing this. By the way, MSNBC's Joy Reid, who is just a font of utter insanity on a constant basis, here's what she tweeted out with regard to Makia Bryant. So there's a woman named Brittany Cooper who said, I'm not watching that body cam footage. Always, it's, it's amazing how many people will preface a statement that is false by saying that they won't look at the evidence that their statement is false. I am not watching that body cam footage, but we see story after story of the cops managing to take white men who threaten them with guns, knives, and even ram their cars into police officers alive. Yet somehow, anytime they engage with black folks, it's shoot first. And Joy Reid said this part right here. There's no statistical evidence this is the case. And you have to admire the uh, incredible temerity of people who say, I refuse to look at the evidence, but... And then she followed that up, said, thanks, Professor Crunk. Her TikTok videos broke my heart. We decided we wanted our audience to see her joyful and alive. Whatever happened to that house between those girls, an adult should have tried to talk them down and help. Makia Bryant did not need to die. She was a child. Well, you know, obviously, you know, whatever happened, including a person lunging another person with a knife, the cops, what are the cops supposed to do? Talk to her while she's attempting to stab somebody? What, what is the preferred outcome? Would a social worker have been really useful right about that moment when Makia Bryant was flying out that front door and trying to stab that other girl? Well done from, from Joy Reid. Cornell William Brooks on CNN, same thing. Says this was just a schoolyard fight. So now the left is full-scale engaged in downplaying deadly criminal activity to own the cops. It's pretty unbelievable. Here is Cornell William Brooks on CNN. The question we have to ask ourselves, what if it were your daughter? What if it were your child? What if it were a member of your family, your neighbor, uh, in a uh, essentially a, a teenage fight, a schoolyard fight? Uh, certainly the facts will emerge, but we are right to ask, why can't we put the accent on life, yeah. children's lives, as opposed to simply assuming uh, the best we can do is simply kill another child. We saw the body cam footage. It was just a schoolyard fight, though. It's just a schoolyard fight, you know, like a schoolyard fight, like the, like the one in which a 13-year-old girl was killed in Cincinnati, Ohio, that you don't care about her name, Nayara Givens. You don't care about her. Don't, don't bother saying her name. She's just a statistic. This is, a, this is an incident. She was just a statistic. And she's just a statistic because she wasn't killed by a white cop. It, it is truly unbelievable. So it didn't stop there. Bree Newsom, who's a Black Lives Matter activist, her tweets were, were flying around the internet yesterday. Quote, teenagers have been having fights, including fights involving knives for eons. We do not need police to address these situations by showing up to the scene and using a weapon against one of the teenagers. Y'all need help. I mean that seriously. I mean... Hell, in Romeo and Juliet, teenagers were stabbing each other. We didn't need anybody to stop that. I mean, the Jets and the Sharks are going at each other routinely. Knife fights. It's just a thing teenagers do. I remember in my teenage days when old Bob took off one of my ears and I, we laughed together, had a beer. It's just something teenagers do. Cops shouldn't be involved when teenagers fight each other with knives. Okay, and this goes all the way up to the White House. Jen Psaki, who has been briefed on the situation. She says that this is just another element of systemic racism. It's always systemic racism. Systemic racism. Again, the truly systemically racist people are the people who pursue policy that is designed, designed and known to lead to more black loss of life. That would be systemic racism. Is if you pursue a policy that you know indubitably will lead to more dead black people. And then you pursue that policy. So let's say that that policy were removing all the cops from areas of high crime, which is exactly what Democrats are doing. Would you call that systemic racism? Looks a lot more like systemic racism than the cops saving one black girl by shooting a black girl who's attempting to kill her. Here is Jen Psaki engaging in some systemic racism of her own here. The killing of 16-year-old Michaela Bryant by the Columbus police is tragic. She was a child. 
We're thinking of her friends and family in the communities that are hurting and grieving her loss. And her death came, as you noted, just as America was hopeful of a step forward after the traumatic and exhausting trial of Derek Chauvin and the verdict that was reached. So our focus is on um, working to address systemic racism and implicit bias head on, and of course to passing laws and legislation that will put much needed reforms into place at police departments around the country. It's unbelievable. A cop shoots a black girl to save another black girl, and the outcome is systemic racism and implicit bias from the White House, from the White House. And then you have LeBron James, the greatest and wisest of all Americans. He's just, LeBron James is a visionary. I mean, he sure, he's willing to take millions of dollars from China and allow China to basically commit whatever human rights violations they want to commit, and then he'll defend China. Sure, LeBron James doesn't know his ass from his elbow when it comes to actual statistics with regard to policing or race in the United States. Sure, LeBron James, who is worth approximately a billion dollars, goes around talking about how he lives in existential fear of the cops, which is pretty incredible. Sure, LeBron James doesn't really know things. But here's the thing. The media have dubbed him a new wonder worker in American politics. They've dubbed him an important figure in American politics, even though he doesn't know things. When I say that LeBron James doesn't know things, I mean, it's pretty obvious he doesn't know things. I mean, just last year, he was carrying around the autobiography of Malcolm X, and he was asked specifically, What do you like about this autobiography? And the tape is somewhat revealing. LeBron James knows the slogans, but didn't know much beyond that. So here's LeBron James explaining what he loves most about Malcolm X's autobiography about a year ago. So you're holding the autobiography of Malcolm X along with Alex Haley. I don't know how far you are into the book, but what's your biggest takeaway so far? Uh, Just a very, um, very smart man. Very, very, very smart man. And basically, um, his words... In the, in the 60s and, uh, and what was going on is actually what's going on today still. Well, it's that sort of brilliant knowledge and incredible wisdom and real insight about race in America that led LeBron James to tweet yesterday a picture of the cop in this case. The cop who just saved a black girl's life. There's a picture of the cop and it said, you're next, all capitals, you're next with a little, with a little hourglass next to it. Hashtag accountability. He didn't care about the circumstances. He didn't care about any of that. All that mattered, it was white cop, black person got shot. Nothing else mattered. Then he took it down because it turns out that he looked like an insane fool. Because it turns out that when you attack a police officer for saving a black, person, black person's life, you look like a damned ass. But LeBron James didn't care about that because LeBron James doesn't care about honesty. All he cares about is the fact that he's been treated as a, as a princely figure in American life his entire adult life. He tweeted out, he took it down. Here's what he tweeted. I'm so damn tired of seeing black people killed by police. I noticed he's not so damn tired of seeing black people killed by other black people because he never tweets about that. He doesn't care about that. He doesn't care if the police save black people by killing black victimizers. That doesn't matter to him. He's so damn tired of seeing black people killed by police. I took the tweet down because it's being used to create more hate. Not because you're wrong. Not because you look like an ass. Not because it was used to create more hate. Oh, it was a hateful tweet. You were literally calling for the prosecution of a police officer who just saved a black woman's life, LeBron. He said, this isn't about one officer. It's never just about one officer. It's about the entire system. And they always use our words to create more racism. I am so desperate for more accountability. How about some accountability for uh, your own words, LeBron? How about some accountability for slandering a man who just saved a black woman's life? I hope he sues LeBron out of existence. Seriously. I hope LeBron has to sign him a nice big fat settlement check for that tweet. He would certainly deserve it. 
But this is LeBron's America, don't you understand? LeBron is a thought leader. The media agree with LeBron. The White House agrees with LeBron. The circumstances of these cases do not matter. There's only one uniting thread, and that is that white America and all of its systems are racist, and that any white cop who shoots a black person, even in the course of doing his job or saving other black people, is bad, because that, again, is indicative of how terrible the system is. I'll get to more of this in just one second, because this has some real consequences in policy. And those consequences in policy, by the way, will end with more dead black people. In a study recently done between 2014 and 2019, the Ferguson protests, the Black Lives Matter movement, has resulted in somewhere between one and 6,000 more dead people, mostly black, in America's major cities. Over the course of the last year, murder rate in America's major cities, 34 of, major, of America's major cities, averaged a 30% increase. In certain cities, it was up almost 100%. In just a second, we'll get to more of this, more of the left pushing the lie that the police are the bad guys here. It's just about cop hatred. And the, the, the whirlwind that is being reaped will be sown in terms of more innocent, dead people, many of them black. It's devastating stuff. We'll get to more of this in one second. First, let us talk about the fact that if you're on Facebook, the big breach is here. Facebook had 500 million accounts of exposed to th cyber thieves. According to a retired FBI cybercrime expert, Everything thieves need to take over as the new owner of your home was in fact leaked. Your name, address, personal information, it's out there. A thief can forge your signature on a quick claim deed saying you sold your home to him and then he just starts taking out credit against your home, leaving you in debt or theoretically even having you evicted. You need to protect your home title. You can do it easily and quickly with Home Title Lock. Your home is certainly your most valuable asset. Nobody's going to steal your actual physical home, but they certainly can steal the title to your home and then take out debt against it. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, register your address, see if you're already a victim, then sign up for 30 free days of protection during this high-risk breach. Again, head on over to HomeTitleLock.com, register your address, see if you're already a victim, then sign up for 30 free days of protection during this high-risk breach. Again, head over to HomeTitleLock.com, use promo code RADIO, that is HomeTitleLock.com, promo code RADIO. You want to make sure that you protect your most valuable asset, namely your home title. Go do it right now at HomeTitleLock.com, promo code RADIO. Alrighty, in just a second. We'll get to more of the anti-cop agenda, the cop-hating agenda, because that's what this is. This is not about protecting black lives. It's about hatred of cops. It is that simple. First, as if you needed another reason to join the Daily Wire, I just want to remind you, if you're not already a member, you're missing out on Candace. That's Daily Wire's new talk show hosted by Candace Owens. This week's episode is a major truth bomb. Candace dives right into the Derek Chauvin trial verdict and gives her breakdown on George Floyd's death. Plus, you're not going to want to miss this week's special guest, Dana White, president of the Ultimate Fighting Championship, UFC. It is the largest mixed martial arts organization in the world. The show streams on Fridays, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, only on dailywire.com. You can get 25% off a new membership with code Candace and get the audio podcast Candace on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. So if you need some Candace Owens in your podcast feed, look no further. Head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Subscribe today. Be sure to leave a five-star review if you like what you hear. Also, I'm super excited to announce this weekend, we have a brand new episode of the Sunday special. It features an incredible guest, Dave Portnoy, the founder and El Presidente of Barstool Sports. It's a lot of fun. Dave is definitely a rogue CEO. He's got a lot to say about business and about sports. Go check it out this Sunday at dailywire.com or on my YouTube channel, Ben Shapiro. Daily Wire members get access to special bonus content from Sunday special episodes, so don't miss out. Join Daily Wire today. You're listening to the largest, fastest growing conservative podcast and radio show in the nation. <laughs> The lie matters more than the truth. You want to talk about systemic racism, you got to talk about the fact that there are so many people in positions of power on the left who do not give a damn if innocent black people die because they've decided to wreck the cops. That includes people like Benjamin Crump, who can be found at every racial conflagration in America. He tweeted out, this is what he tweeted after the Makia Bryant shooting, quote, 
As we breathed a collective sigh of relief today, a community in Columbus felt the sting of another police shooting as Columbus police killed an unarmed 15-year-old black girl named Makia Bryant. Another child lost. Another hashtag. Hashtag justice for Makia Bryant. Okay, one problem. She wasn't unarmed. That's typical of Ben Crump. Ben Crump says that kind of crap all the time. Every single case where Ben Crump jet sets, he completely botches the fact pattern. And then the media pick up the fact pattern. And they start mimicking the lying fact pattern. Valerie Jarrett, former chief of staff to Barack Obama, she tweeted out, a black teenage girl named Makia Bryant was killed because a police officer immediately decided to shoot her multiple times in order to break up a knife fight, demand accountability, fight for justice. So now you don't just want cops to go to jail for using excessive force like Derek Chauvin. You want cops to go to jail for stopping the murder of another black person. So here's what I'm gathering. All you want is the cops in jail. That's all. You just want the cops in jail or you don't want there to be cops at all. And in fact, some people are being pretty clear about this. Hundreds of people gathered at Ohio State University. They gathered outside the Ohio Union. They staged a sit-in inside the building on Wednesday to protest Ohio State's relationship with the Columbus police following the recent Columbus police killing of Makia Bryant. First of all, I think that the Columbus police, if they have the option, should just tell Ohio State University, you're on your own. Enjoy. Seriously, have at it, everybody. We're out. Organizers told the crowd the protest was for police abolition, not reform. They also called out the university for not acknowledging Tuesday's shooting and said its relationship with Columbus police makes students feel unsafe. All the students feel unsafe, do they? Imagine how unsafe they will feel when there are no cops. Because you know who's going to be the chief target of crime if you get rid of the cops at Ohio State University? All the privileged kids going to Ohio State University. That's who. A lot of laptops lying around in backpacks at Ohio State University. The protest came after Bryant, a black 16-year-old girl in foster care, was shot and killed on the southeast side of Columbus on Tuesday. Protesters sat in silence inside the Ohio Union for 16 minutes for Bryant's age in solidarity with her. No solidarity with the girl she was trying to stab, I've noticed. But again, the facts don't matter. I mean, it's, it's really, it's impressive stuff. It's impressive stuff. And, and again, it has nothing to do with anything except cop hatred. That's all. It's just anti-cop hatred. And it'll be reflected in policy because that is, in fact, the next step is the reflection in policy. We'll get to more on this in just one moment. First, let's say you were a duke of an intergalactic house, and one day your emperor decided to give you an additional desert planet to rule. Well, you'd probably think, that sounds like an amazing gift. Wrong you are, because that same emperor decided to blindside you and murder you in your sleep. Pretty sure Duke Leto really wished he had some life insurance the moment that hunter-seeker pierced his body. No one likes to talk about life insurance, but it's incredibly important and you need to include it in your financial planning this year. Start shopping now with Policy Genius. Find the right policy to protect your family today. Give yourself the peace of mind that comes with knowing that if something were to happen to you, your family can cover all their expenses while getting back on their feet. Policy Genius's technology makes comparing life insurance quotes from America's top insurers easy. Just a few clicks. You already have a life insurance policy through work, but that might not be enough. And if you move jobs, then it doesn't follow you. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies starting at just 292 bucks per year for a million dollars in coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius has licensed agents who can help you find the best fit for your needs. When they make it this easy, there really is not an excuse not to do it. Save time, money, provide your family with financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head on over to policygenius.com slash Shapiro or click that link in the description. Get your free life insurance quotes. See how much you could save. That's policygenius.com slash Shapiro. Which is why what you are seeing right now is the Biden DOJ cracking down on the Minneapolis Police Department. So the same Minneapolis police that just had the chief testify against an officer and had several officers testify against an officer. Now, the Biden Justice Department has announced an investigation of the Minneapolis Police Department. According to Annie McCarthy, 
fired Minneapolis Police Department officer Derek Chauvin was convicted yesterday afternoon on all three homicide counts in the racially charged George Floyd case. But the inevitability of the morning sun, Attorney General Merrick Garland, super moderate guy, announced this morning the Justice Department is launching a pattern or practice investigation of the MPD. The pretext is that the evidence in Chauvin's case suggests the police department as a whole is riven by systemic racism. This despite the fact that some of the most compelling testimony in Chauvin's trial came from MPD officials. You knew it was coming. The Obama administration made a habit of exacerbating tensions created by police-involved incidents involving black men. Its Justice Department then exploited such controversies to carry out a federalization of local law enforcement in conformance with Obama-preferred progressive policing. The feds don't go after the locals on the individual case. There'll be no civil rights criminal prosecution of Chauvin and the other ex-cops because they don't have the actual material to do so. Instead, the DOJ uses vague standards Democrats have written into civil law amplified by the DOJ's gargantuan budget for litigating against states and municipalities to quote-unquote reform entire police departments. As Andy McCarthy wrote several years ago, the Justice Department civil rights investigations that Eric Holder was fond of announcing are not like public trials. They occur out of the public eye where feverish Justice Department claims are not aired and scrutinized. More significantly, they happen with the air of extortion created by the nearly $28 billion in funding Congress keeps giving justice every year, no matter how many congressional investigations it obstructs, false statements its officials make, how much it politicizes law enforcement. During the Obama administration, there were more than 20 major American cities and their police departments beholden to the Obama Justice Department. They signed consent decrees that basically allowed the feds to run the police departments to the great detriment of the citizens of these cities who were then affected by the fact that the police couldn't actually do their job. Seattle was snagged by the DOJ. It's been under a consent decree since the Justice Department targeted it in 2012 for a quote-unquote pattern or practice of violations, allegedly including subjecting individuals to excessive force. And uh, crime went up because that's how all of this works. Meanwhile, other cities are, are looking to crack down on their own police force. Apparently, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot is considering requiring a superior's permission before you actually engage in a foot chase. So if, if somebody has a gun and they're running away from a cop, you don't have to call into your superior and ask, can I chase this person who is dangerous and carrying a gun and running around the city after having just shot at a moving car, for example? You have to, you have to call a superior. Makes sense. Meanwhile, in Manhattan, they're no longer prosecuting prostitution as part of a nationwide shift. Prosecutors, local prosecutors in major American cities have decided they're not going to prosecute low-level crimes. We're about to see an explosion of crime in the major cities that we haven't seen since the 1960s. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be horrifying for the, citizen who live, the citizens who live in these cities. But if democracy is the theory, as H.L. Mencken put it, that the people deserve to get what they want, good and hard, then they're about to get it, good and hard. I don't know a single cop who's not thinking about quitting right now. Every cop I know who is on a force is attempting to get off street duty. Because why in the world would you be on street duty when you could go and save a black person's life and then be condemned in the media and consigned to the hell of a, of a country that turns on you and calls you emblematic of systemic racism for saving a black person's life. For volunteering to take a job in which you are in the highest crime communities to save innocent black people, you are now called a member of a systemically racist system. You're about to see an explosion of crime. You are. And the consequences are not going to be, as I keep saying over and over, they won't be held by Ben Crump. The consequences are not going to be, be held by Al Sharpton. The consequences are never going to fall upon Wolf Blitzer at CNN or Jason Johnson over at MSNBC or Jonathan Capehart of the Washington Post. Those consequences won't be felt by those people. Those people are doing fine. The consequences are going to be felt by people who live in high crime areas, who just want to live their lives, who just want to run their business, who do live in everyday fear of criminality. Those people are the ones who pay the price. 
because of the most maybe the most robust finding in social science, when you get rid of the cops, people die. It's already happening. Congressional Republicans right now, they should be pushing a bill to the fore right now for increased funding for the cops all over the country. Because Democrats are certainly pursuing the opposite. All right, we'll be back here later today with an additional hour of content coming up soon. The Matt Walsh Show airing at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. Be sure to check it out over at dailywire.com. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Andrew Clavin Show, The Michael Moles Show, and The Matt Walsh Show. Thanks for listening. The Ben Shapiro Show is produced by Elliot Feld, executive producer Jeremy Boring. Our supervising producer is Mathis Glover, and our assistant director is Pavel Wydowski. Editing is by Adam Saievitz. Audio is mixed by Mike Coromina. Hair and makeup is by Fabiola Cristina. Production assistant is Jessica Kranz. The Ben Shapiro Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2021. The left and BLM continue in their outrage over a cop who saved a black woman from being stabbed to death. The White House releases one of the most repugnant and irresponsible public statements we've ever heard from any White House. LeBron James doxes the cop in the Micaiah Bryant shooting, and a female athlete sues after being benched and forced off her soccer team for refusing to take a knee in solidarity with BLM. We'll talk about all that and much more today on The Matt Walsh Show. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean, you know, like free. So when you switch to Pure Talk today, you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fee, just a free Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. It's the same coverage you know and love, but for half the price of the other guys. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So I challenge you to choose a company that actually doesn't hate your guts and shares your values. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com Shapiro to claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com Shapiro to switch to my cell phone company. I've been using them for years. They're fantastic. You'll love them as well. Go to puretalk.com Shapiro and claim your eligibility on that free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Start saving.